Hey guys, look at you being all completionist or having discovered us and thinking, hey, you know what, I'm going to do what normal people would do and listen from episode one. So this is a disclaimer for you. This, this episode was originally released as a pilot, so the sound quality isn't as good as subsequent episodes because we aren't professional podcastificators and it kind of took us a bit to learn how to do it properly. Uh, at some point, uh, I'm going to re-edit this episode and release it hopefully uh, a bit less echoey. Uh, but yeah, I mean, feel free to listen to it. But like I said, it is not an accurate representation now of what the podcast has gone on to become. Uh, I would probably say if you want to start from any point, unless you really want to listen to every single thing we've done, uh, listen from the claustrophobic episode, which I think is a couple of episodes time. Uh, I think we really find our footing there. But you know what? If you really want to listen to this, go for it. It's a free country, depending where you're listening from. And, you know, power to you. Wait, are we going to do the thing where we just open mid-sentence so it looks like we're like off the cuff? I think so. If we start recording right now... No, I recorded, started recording a couple oh. of seconds ago. You, you. Oh, cool. You're a right. smart cookie. For this so uh, this is uh this is the podcast that nobody asked for with apps. me ian harrys and, and me graham jones um, God, that didn't sound forced at all no. the general idea is going to be that each week we pick a subject that nobody has asked us to talk about we'll each bring what we think the top three kind of films or tv shows that fit that description would be and then we will decide what our overall joint top three would be yeah, essentially, if you've never thought that you needed to Google the top list of something, we're going to try and do that in, in audio form for, for your listening pleasure. Exactly. And, and this week we've decided to do films where the soundtrack is better than the film, which is definitely something I've had vague discussions with people, but I have never thought about actually looking into. There is there's one film on this list that... that I brought to the table which really made me think and I, I've had the discussion about that film a number of times the soundtrack to this film is so much better than the film um, which kind of brought me to suggesting this as a as a list weirdly, um, weirdly the film which I had this discussion with about people didn't make my top three when I thought about it interesting yeah which, because, which, which was because well, on the way here I listened to a soundtrack and realised, wow, this is really good and the film was terrible. But uh, Queen of the Damned. Yes. So Queen of the Damned is the sequel to Interview with a Vampire. That Didn't stars that. Stuart Townsend. So Stuart Townsend is most famous for not playing Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Nice. Because I think he filmed for a couple of weeks and then decided he was too young and quit. He was also in a film that was so bad it made Sean Connery quit acting. But... Yeah, the, the soundtrack is a lot better than uh, the film, but it didn't didn't hit my top three. Neither did Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which has obviously an incredible title song of Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Hard Ticket to Hawaii is uh, yeah is is in the pantheon of of terrible films, and you're right. The 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 titular song is is something to behold. 
um, much in the same way as the uh, song, is it Friends Forever? Friends Forever. Friends Forever from Miami Connection, the film that is mostly set in Orlando. I have so I have so many issues with that film. You're essentially not entirely sure which end of I-95 you're meant to be at. <laughs> Um, Road reference, but you, but usually it's the wrong end because they're typically not in Miami much. But shall we? Shall we get into it? We we should get into it. Uh, so uh... sit back. There's no one famous. Um, it's just us. And... I mean, there's, there's 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 not even anyone likable. Enjoy. So first up, your choice. I think this might be a quick one. Sky Sharks. <laughs> I assume most. People haven't seen Sky Sharks, given the fact that it had its world premiere last night after being in development for six years, I want to say. It was a long time. It was definitely in development for a long time. Yeah, um, not reflected in the quality of the film either. I I guess it's probably the um, Chinese democracy of films um, in that it was in development for a hell of a long time um, and it was still really shit. Which is a a Guns N' Roses reference rather than a communist political one. (laughs) Which is worth, I, I think just worth, I know I know this is an entire episode about soundtracks, but it's, it's good to assume that people might not be familiar with this, the travesty that was Chinese democracy. This is, this is, this is very, very true. <laughs> very true. Yeah. And arguably better songs on the, on the Sky Sharks soundtrack than um, Chinese democracy as well, because I couldn't tell you a single one. So um, what, what we're saying is Guns N' Roses needed more, sh- more flying sharks. More flying sharks and more zombie Nazis, which is the plot to Sky Sharks. So you've got that there. If you haven't seen it, you now have the, the plot to Sky Sharks. Sky Sharks is, um, is a thing that we watched last night. Um, Fright Fest premiered it in the uk and yeah inexplicably terrible 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 movie and this the premise of the soundtrack being better is purely based upon um two songs that i think were fairly the creator song is definitely part of the um the end credits i think the uh and i believe i'm pronouncing this right der Mussolini. um (laughs) (laughs) back to questionable politics again um I think that was uh, also a credit song, or at least towards the end of the movie. I don't think there's too much else to say to justify the the soundtrack being better than the movie. I would run you through the whole soundtrack. However, there is not a single entry on this uh, on the internet. Um, if you search for Sky Shark, Sky I can't say it, Sky Sharks and soundtrack on Google. Um, interestingly, you get uh, the Good Dinosaur soundtrack from Disney, uh, which had a song called Sky Sharks. I have seen the good dinosaur um i don't remember flying sharks or nazi zombies so i don't think it's related i mean i don't, I don't know yeah i mean i i think nazis is something that disney's kind of shied away from in recent years um bed dogs and broomsticks that was a witch versus nazis was that was that the was that the last occurrence of Nazis no, in I a think Disney so. movie? I'm uh, sure there's like some deleted like Toy Story two scenes or something, but I can't <laughs> think of anything else. Yeah, the prospector, um, he he definitely has some far right tendencies, oh, I think. Yeah, but no, Sky, Sky Sharks was hilariously awful. But I'm also it, it for a film called Sky Sharks. It also featured very little Sky Sharks outside of the opening fifteen in the last fifteen minutes. So there was a lot of time to focus on the soundtrack that was played. 
This is very true, and also the fact that there was a hell of a lot of explanation as to why there were zombie Nazis, but very little explanation as to why um, said zombie Nazis were riding sky sharks, or how they got the sharks in the sky, or that they could survive without water. And a couple of other... In- so, in trying to find um, anything about sky sharks or the sky shark soundtrack whilst, whilst looking um, online, there's the song on the uh, Good Dinosaur soundtrack. There's also a NES game, apparently, called Sky Sharks. Um, which unfortunately doesn't feature any flying sharks or Nazis um, or zombies. Yeah, also comes up when you search um, search for Sky Shark soundtracks. So in short, um, absolutely terrible film. However, I'd I'd say it's 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 quite a lot of fun to watch. But absolutely, I don't think there's any argument here that the the soundtrack um, is is better than than the film, particularly the creator song uh, World War Now, um, which is the kind of the beginning of the credits um before the post credits or the mid credits scene um that interestingly enough sky sharks is very similar to captain america <laughs> i'm just going to throw it out there <laughs> there's super soldiers there's there's a post credit scene um i don't think did, was was chris evans in it i don't think so maybe, no. maybe he was like a background shark or a background nazi <laughs> Possibly, or at least maybe um, I, this I, disgraced I, radio presenter. Chris I can't Evans. say. Yeah, I, I can't say with certainty Chris Evans wasn't in it. <laughs> it's like the whole everyone's been a stormtrooper, right? Everyone's been a sky shark. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's so it, it's this is distinctly a the film is so bad that the soundtrack no seems good in comparison. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the sheer gulf between the soundtrack and the movie is mainly because the movie is so terrible. Yeah, and I've, I've definitely, I've definitely kind of copped out here um, on that exact basis, and being able to name two songs from from said soundtrack. Um, but I, I still maintain that the the soundtrack is better than the movie. I mean, I th- I think that's fair. It's um, not enough shark vocals, but you know, <coughs> we can, we... Uh, inadvisable time to take a sip of beer, <laughs> right? Let's uh, let's move on to my choice. Right, so my first choice is uh, the 2003 classic, American Wedding. Do you know, quick question, how many American Pie films there have been? I am going to guess nine. So close, there has been eight. Which so there's one in development, right? There is one in development. A, so there is, yeah. So there is re- there is nine American. There will be nine American Pie films. But right now, there's eight. Which is definitely a surprise. What 2020 has taught me is that, you know, we need another American Pie film. Oh, yeah, that's what the world has been, you know, really clamouring for. But also, Eugene Levy's not going to be in. So, oh, is it is really it an American, American Pie, Pie film? film? Is it not an American Pie film? No. We just... So, American Wedding was the third film, which featured. So, it's Jim, Jim and. Uh, what's her name? Wow, I can't remember. Alison Hannigan. Yeah, whatever she was. <laughs> Michelle. Jim and Michelle getting married. And it was awful. Weren't all of the um, the straight to DVD ones in between American Pie Two and American Wedding? No. So I thought that, but American Wedding is still the third American Pie film. So you had American Pie One, wow. Two, okay. American Wedding. Then you had Band Camp, The Naked, Naked Mile, Mile. I remember the Naked Mile. House, The Book of Love, and then they had American Reunion, which was oh, okay. simultaneously the fourth and eighth. 
American Python. I, I definitely thought American Reunion and The Wedding were the same film. I'm not going to lie. So, well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly the problem. Is a lot of people have forgotten American Wedding exists. It's the worst type of comedy sequel in that all the funny parts are slightly tweaked skits that featured in one and two. Ah, so the hangover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just with less Mike Tyson. Uh, sorry, just a side note, and it works with the Sky Sharks theme from earlier. Um, apparently Mike Tyson is going to fight a shark. Yes, apparently Mike Tyson's fighting a shark. Yeah, anyway, continue. Yeah, so, I mean, how are we supposed to follow any conversation after we discuss Mike Tyson fighting a shark? But yeah, so American Wedding is, it's yet another teen comedy. So it takes a genre that American Pie kind of perfected and then takes it to the extreme, to the point that it becomes a film that it was trying to be better than original. And it's bollocks. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's, I, was, I was contemplating whether to swear, because we haven't really no, no, fuck. figured out if that's something we're doing. But fuck, it, is, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, it's shit. It's, there's, there's some scenes which are really good, but I then couldn't tell you anything else that happens outside. Because there's Stifler in a dance-off trying right. to get like a wedding designer, where the punchline is... He's a dude. Interestingly, I'm struggling to recall if I've seen it or not. Well, <laughs> even if you haven't seen it, you would have heard songs from the soundtrack. So the American Pie soundtracks were always really, really good. So you had Blink-182 had a cameo in the first film. Yes, with the um, monkey from the All the Small Things video. Yes, yeah. Well, um, actually, the monkey, I don't know if it was the same monkey. But it was, it it was, was definitely it supposed was, to be. It was the same breed, at least. And the same breed as Ross's monkey in Friends. Yeah, which was the, uh, I'm fairly sure the monkey from Friends was the first of the main cast to get a proper movie role. Because the monkey from Friends was the monkey in Outbreak. That, this this is why people will subscribe to this for nuggets <laughs> but, of I mean, that, that, like that. That also could be wrong, but, you know, we don't have a producer to check stuff like that. So I feel like if I say it with confidence, people will just believe me. I believed you. Yeah. And that's really the important thing. <laughs> But Blink-22 or a monkey aren't on the soundtrack, but you do have Times Like These by the Foo Fighters, The Anthem by Good Charlotte, Forget Everything by New Found Glory, Hell Song by Sum 41, Swing Swing by The All-American Rejects. Fantastic. Um, Avril Lavigne is on there, American Hi-Fi is on there, Fever for the Flavor by Hot Action Cop, which might be one of the most underrated songs of all time. Absolutely great. Uh, we have Give Up the God, uh, Give Up the Grudge by Gob, Bouncing Off the Walls by Sugar Cult, Feeder, Joseph Arthur is on there, and that's just the soundtrack. Then in the film, you also had a medley of a load of disco songs nice. uh, in the dance off scene. So the soundtrack is basically everything that I was listening to in 2003 when I was refusing to be sociable and just staying in my bedroom. I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't think I saw you much that year. No, it was it was it was a, it was a tough year for us all. I mean, American Wedding came out. <laughs> you mentioned um, Avril Lavigne. Um, was it the the real Avril Lavigne, or is it the Avril Lavigne that um, has been replaced the original Avril Lavigne? So I'm, I'm glad the... you brought this up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure at which point they apparently replaced Avril Lavigne. It's worth it's worth mentioning that this is actually a conspiracy theory people believe. Yeah, this is this is not um, kind of pure speculation. Um, there is yeah, there is. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of crazy things that people believe, but the the Avril Lavigne one seems to um, seems to carry a lot of weight. There's a similar one. Andrew WK? Yeah, who, yeah. Would have, who would have fit perfectly on this um, soundtrack. There's a theory Andrew WK was replaced, which I don't fully understand why you would, because outside I mean, of two songs, nobody really knows who Andrew WK is. No, but, you know, all that hard partying would tire anyone out. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, he did want fun. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, I mean, for me, this it, it's not quite as bad as... I mean, no, let's, let's be fair. American Pie 3 is... It's the kind of comedy which you will get halfway through it and realise you've seen it before. It's not that it's bad... It's that it is completely and utterly forgettable. And I'm fairly sure if you look back on now, it's offensive. Well, and actually, but, you know, if we, if, again, a nice callback to Sky Sharks here is Sky Sharks is actually perhaps the antithesis of um, American Pie the Wedding in that nothing you have seen in Sky Sharks you have ever seen before. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what are you bring to the table? I mean, one of the most obviously terrible like universally panned films of the last i don't know five years a film that had so much expectation um and potential and potential it drew us all in and shat on our faces and in our popcorn which was suicide squad the worst thing with suicide squad is i can feel it happening again because i am so excited about the new one that's coming out the new one to the point that i have to keep messaging people saying i know it's gonna hurt me again but the cast list is insane. The director is incredible, but that's all the things that the first one had as well. Yeah, I. the thing that gives me hope for the new one is basically James Gunn and not the fact that he's just a good director, but he's a good superhero genre director. And if you take what Suicide Squad should be and what Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 were, also films with fantastic soundtracks actually too, too as an aside. the films are too good to be on this list <laughs> they are but yeah I, I i have hope i it's probably misplaced and my popcorn is probably going to be covered in shit again nathan fillion is apparently playing a character whose superpower is he can rip off his own arm and hit people with it yeah i mean and haven't we all been there i mean suicide squad made me want to rip off my own arm and hit people with it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, and you know the view, unfortunately the view frowned upon that. The, the Suicide Squad soundtrack is is phenomenal. It's a mix of there's a lot of quite cool hip hop songs on there, and I think that's probably the overarching theme. But there are definitely some you know there's a Skylar Gray song on there that's great. Bohemian Panic at the Disco cover Bohemian Rhapsody on there, which is you know not the best cover of all time. But um, it's, you know, it's quite fun. Without Me by Eminem, which is, you know, an undoubtedly fantastic, uh, fantastic track. For me, the standout song on this album and in this film is the Standing in the Rain um, by Action Action Bronson and Mark Ronson, um, which is not easy to say after a few beers. It's just, it's it's such a fantastic song. Um, uh, Black Keys guy, right, as well. Uh, Dan Dan Al- Dan Albert. Yeah, apparently I I I saw his name, didn't know who he was, so I omitted him from the people I said was on the song. <laughs> so Dan Albert did a album called Black Rock, mm-hmm. which was basically the Black Keys got bored and invited a load of. Um, so I think they had like Moss Def come over, okay, um, and there I think RZA was on a couple, and it's a yeah a hip hop blues album. It's incredible, but I digress. So yeah, I mean I think that is absolutely without a doubt the standout track on the song and actually this film was the the thing that the film that kind of gave me the idea for this as a as a list because it is absolutely without a doubt for me the the one film where 
I would be so happy with the soundtrack as if it was released as a as a compilation album or whatever. Um, and I would be equally happy if I never saw the Suicide Squad movie. And the biggest thing for me in the Suicide Squad movie that really, really irked me was not not even... Good use of irked. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, 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 I knew we were doing this today. Um, last night, read my thesaurus. You've completely, completely thrown me off track. <laughs> <laughs> the, right yes the worst thing for me about the suicide squad movie and i think the thing that most people hate is jared letter as the joker the thing that really annoyed me not so much even his performance as the joker was the fact that the joker in the suicide squad is absolutely covered with tattoos it, it just does not fit with the character how how do you have like some absolute maniacal character that is um how is he going to sit still for hours and hours to beat and who would who's who's tattooing the joker see, I, who is the joker's tattooist see I, I i don't agree so i liked what they were trying to do the, the the joker in suicide squad was so far removed from the heath ledger joker that they were clearly just trying i'd, I'd rather them try to do something than just have another heath ledger but the problem was like you said it was it was so against character but they also didn't tell us anything about the character. So yeah, it was so that. completely out of left field and completely unnecessary to really have the Joker in it at all. Because if you had him in for longer, you might have got a better understanding of what he was trying to do. Because, I mean, Jared Leto is a great actor. He is. It he sounds is. like he went far too overboard with Suicide Squad. Like, he sent, like, dead, dead mice to people or something. Which is definitely something I have to double-check before we publish this. To <laughs> Allegedly. Um, I, uh, yeah, le- legal, legal language-wise, yeah. allegedly he said... Allegedly, um, he was fucking insane. Yeah. But Oscar-winning Jared Leto as well. I'd met him once. He complimented my hair. Only person ever to do that. Uh, which is... Um, which which era of Ian's hair are we, uh, are we talking about here? Uh, messianic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... it's there's also a theory with the Suicide Squad. So the way that I heard it was Suicide Squad was directed by David Ayer. And David Ayer is a very, very good director. So he did Fury, um, the film that got into a lot of trouble for filming a war scene on Remembrance Sunday next to a very sleepy English village. Nice. But um, Still haven't seen Fury. Very good, very good. He directed Suicide Squad and they hired another company to do the trailer. And the trailer was the one that had... Um, that really took off. And I think it was Bohemian Rhapsody, maybe. Yeah. But it had a song in the background. It, it went viral and everyone loved it. So then the studio demanded that they recut the film to be more like the trailer. Okay. So apparently, David Ayer's cut, which is a thing every DC director seems to say, yeah. the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad is a lot better than the released version of Suicide Squad. Okay. So there so... should have been a lot more Joker. There should... That's why it seems so messy was because they were trying to cut it like it was a music video to fit the trailer. So what you're saying is that Suicide Squad is the um, tiptoes of DC films. Yeah, exactly. So tiptoes, I'm glad we brought this up already because I need this on record, is one of the best movies ever made. We can't go into tiptoes. I, I could talk about tiptoes for ten minutes. Tip, tiptoes is its own its own podcast. Anyway, True. that's um, probably I'm going to go on a limb and say the first time anyone's linked tiptoes to Suicide Squad. Rightly so. Um, to be fair, it's also worth mentioning that Suicide Squad won an Oscar. Um, what what for? Uh, makeup and effects, which kind of fair. I, I just don't, yeah. I just don't like the. But also, Killer Croc was terrible. Oh no! But like in, in Chapters and. 
Like the the the, the, mm. the makeup and effects was great. I just don't think any film should be allowed to have an Oscar. Like, um, I'm fairly sure. You wait, sorry, just to just to reclarify, you don't think any film should be allowed to have an Oscar? <laughs> well, Shakespeare and Love won over Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Enough, <laughs> also another reason to hate suicide squad and this is probably a very unpopular opinion but i really fucking hate will smith really i, I have you always hated will smith or do you just hate will smith now anything post um fresh prince of bel-air i i, oh, wow. I enjoy so, fresh prince of bel-air 99 of his career basically yeah um and also fresh prince of bel-air is coming back as a drama i believe yeah yeah so apparently will smith saw a fake trailer someone did of like a gritty reboot of fresh prince liked it so much that he's now producing an actual tv series of that trailer but to be fair to be fair the trailer looks really good it's a very very interesting idea because it is a if, if you break Fresh Prince down, it is a very serious story that they just decided to make into a sitcom. But your story about why he wants to do this show, therein lies why I hate the guy. He turned he turned down Neo to be in uh, Wild Wild West. Yeah. Yes. Turned And also turned down... Um, Django. He, he t- yeah, Django yeah. Unchained to do Men in Black 3. Oh, I didn't realise it was for Men in Black 3. It was for Men in Black 3, yeah. So, yeah. Fuck you, Will Smith. Yeah, anyway, um, and also just another interesting um, piece about Suicide Squad is I definitely, definitely thought that Gary Clark Jr.'s cover of Come Together by the Beatles was on this album. Uh, it turns out it's not. It's on another terrible DC uh, film, which Ooh. is uh, Justice League, I believe. Justice League, which also brings us nicely onto the next entry in our what list, which a... is not Justice League. Speaking of... Justice League and yeah. Gary Clark Jr. and yeah. his incredible cover of Come Together. My next choice is another Zack Schneider film, which was 2011's Sucker Punch. Have you watched Sucker Punch? I, I have watched Sucker Punch. I so, yeah, it was it was a film. Um, it was a film. It was a, it was I think visually quite. So visually, Sucker Punch was incredible. So it basically was it watched like. Um, a computer video game cutscene. Like, there was a whole scene on a train which was basically taken entirely out of the Final Fantasy game, I'm sure. Yeah. But it, it was incredible. Like, the actual action scenes were brilliant. But the more you kind of think about the film, the more kind of fucked up it is. Because Zack Schneider thought this was a feminist film. Right. And I've heard him say that in interviews. And it's not. It's literally scantily clad women fighting samurai and robots i mean that's that's, it. that's that is all i i, I could not <laughs> i've definitely seen it absolutely have seen the film uh couldn't tell you much else other than how you've how you've summarized it there so yeah so it's a it's a weird film yeah there's there's, there's a not not a lot you can really say to describe the film apart from it's really weird. So it has an incredible cast of people like Emily Browning, who I think is an incredibly underrated actress. Abby Cornish, Jenna Malone, Vanessa Hudgens. But then you've also got like Oscar Isaac in an early role. Oh, really? John Hamm. But yeah, it's just not a very... It's an incredibly forgettable film that is very pretty in places, but also brings a lot of things that it doesn't address properly. So there's a lot of... Um, so it could have, in better hands, it could have been a very, very interesting look at things like sexual assault, a woman's place in the world, and things like that. But it's not, and they completely don't address that. Instead, 
they go into a weird fantasy world where she fights a robot samurai guy and right. that's it because it's they're, they're all in some kind of orphanage or hostel am i so, remembering that right or so they're not? in um so there's a couple of layers of the film i don't want to say it's inception but you know yeah there's a couple of layers of the film so it, it's she's been framed for the murder of her sister okay so she goes to a mental asylum she fantasizes that it's some kind of brothel and then in the brothel fantasy she then fantasizes these action set pieces Right. Okay. So it's it's a it's a film within a film within a film. That's... So yeah. So it's a fantasy inside a fantasy inside a shit film. The thing with and, and that's I mean I haven't even talked about the soundtrack yet. But the thing that the the thing that this also brings to the fore is I thought as a society we had all decided that Zack Schneider wasn't a very good film director because he he started very strong. So he did the Dawn of the Dead remake, which was in one of that the best remakes I can remember seeing. A fantastic film. He then did 300. Which is also Which, a to be fair, film. is a very, very good adaptation. Yeah. He then did Watchmen, which, given that Watchmen is supposed to be an unfilmable graphic novel, he made fairly cohesively. That is not, it's not bad, but it's not incredible. I loved uh, Watchmen, um, apart from the ending, because the ending in the graphic novel was yeah. much better um, and ties much more to the story yeah. Um, but yeah no I, I, yeah. I can agree Dawn of the so Day he, 300 he, Watchmen all very good films he then did something called Legend of the Guardians which isn't that film with like Russian gangster Santa it's a film about owls it's the owl thing yeah yeah which I still maintain is actually for what it is a very decent film you know it's a hoot <laughs> You're such a twit. <laughs> to <Twoo. laughs> um, But yeah, so he did Legend of God, but then like his Man of Steel, though it had he, he's very much a, a flash over substance director. Yeah. So I, that's why Man of Steel never particularly sat well, because he only ever he directs moments. Man of Steel a... was unequivocally shit but the, fir- the first 15 minutes which was like russell crowe fighting around krypton was really cool yeah the, the, and my... like some of the some of the actual like visuals and shots were beautiful fine because he does moments not films yeah, yeah. my issue with man of steel was the fact and to be fair this is my issue with a lot of dc films is that it builds up to a 45 minute final showdown and it's just a boring long fight and but the, the, I don't the, like it. The problem that's also kind of inherent with Superman as well is to make Superman work, you have to spend half the film explaining why this undefeatable, invulnerable man can be beaten and yeah. then he's not beaten. So he so it's actually the Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, which was inherently laughed at. Yeah. Um and then obviously Justice League he did most of Justice League, and then Joss Whedon stepped in and completed uh, kind of the rest of it. Also, which then meant there was a massive mi- mismatch in terms of Joss Whedon's really light-hearted bantery style and yeah. Henry Cavill's CGI'd top lip, <laughs> and Zack Snyder's really, really overly stupidly dark version of Justice League. Um, interestingly, uh, was also an executive producer on Suicide Squad. Um, oh yeah, of course and directed the Flash cameo scene apparently. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, because that was supposed to have something in Justice League that was never mentioned. It's but the thing with the thing with Justice League is now they have the Snyder cut, which everyone's apparently 
asked for and said it's going to be the best thing ever. And H- even though we all decided he was a terrible director years ago. And HBO have, have secured yeah, the rights. But also, the he's come out and said, oh, so my cut of Justice League is four hours long. If your cut of Justice League is four hours long, it means you're a bad film director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But Also, um, slightly concerned that the TBA on his, his Wikipedia is Army of the Dead, which I'm assuming is a is is that related to the Evil Dead films or am I Army of the Dead as far as I'm aware I hope I'm way off no so Army of the Dead is um oh it's an American zombie film it's a zombie heist movie okay but yeah no Army Army of the Dead to be fair looks good because I think his style Zack Schneider is a director who needs a film to match his style for him to actually be successful and so interestingly as you were going through those the first films that were you know, reasonably good, yeah. reasonably watchable. Dawn of the Dead, Three Hundred Watchmen, uh, the Owl film. I haven't seen um, all of those, apart from Three Hundred, where he was also the writer. He was just the director. Yeah. We then see Sucker Punch in two thousand eleven. Uh, he was the director, producer, and writer. Um, potentially, where everything fell down. But it would also have been so. Go go through one by one from the beginning. So I think you've got the list in front of you. So Dawn of the Dead remake, Three Hundred graphic novel. Watchmen. Graphic novel. Owls. I think that's a book. Sucker Punch. Yeah, so Sucker Punch was his first original, original idea. Right. Um, and it was horrific. But the soundtrack... So, yeah, so the soundtrack to this film is incredible. So it's all covers. I'm glad we're speaking. Uh, it's, it only took us 10 minutes to get to yeah. the soundtrack. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so it, it's all covers... Uh, ranging from kind of acoustic covers. So um, Emily Browning does Sweet Dreams Are Made of These by the Eurythmics and Sleep by the Smiths. Um, She does those acoustically. And then the rest of them are kind of like, I think the best way of describing them would, it's kind of like heavy electro stuff. Okay. So it's the kind of music you would get playing in the background of a gym. Like the kind of gym where they don't have weights, they just have large bits of metal that you're expected to lift up. Chains. A gym that has a lot of chains. Chains and the, the ropes that you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they um, have um, a good visual there for a podcast. Which is where <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just mining ropes. I was mining mining battle ropes. Um, um, but but yeah. some like some, some some of the great songs. So uh, there's a song called "Army of Me," which is Bjork featuring Stunk Annecy. Uh, we will rock you, but kind of a hip hop version of it that merges Armageddon, aka Geddy or something, on it. So more um, more um, we will hip hop you then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. <laughs> And there's also a brilliant cover of Tomorrow Never Knows, the Beatles song, by uh, Alison Mossart. But it's the whole the whole soundtrack's brilliant. Like it, it's it's so out of place given how terrible the film is, but it perfectly lines up to all of kind of the action set pieces throughout it. So it is a perfect like gym soundtrack or a perfect pre-game soundtrack or something like that. They're the kind of songs which I could definitely see being played on like before. Uh, rugby match or an NFL game or something um, when they do the uh, like the montages of players in previous games you yeah. have one of these songs in the background Yeah, but it, the soundtrack is so good for a film that is so bad and not just bad like offensively bad interestingly Zack Snyder and, and music um, seem to seem to go back all the way to 1989 um, because he has apparently directed a number of uh, music videos he did a Morrissey video um, in 92 for Tomorrow I'm assuming is, is an original song rather than Morrissey singing um, from the 
any soundtrack. Well, he's he, he's very good with music in general because Dawn of the Dead started with the intro with the Johnny Cash song. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, man comes around. Yes, and Dawn, Dawn of the Dead is. It's one of those films where the remake is is definitely as good as the original. I think. Um, yeah, no, no, definitely. Cause it, it, it's the right kind of remake in that it's not trying to be a beat-for-beat beat yeah. remake. It's just taking the concept and then updating it. Like, like the Evil Dead remake, which I think was also a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's... No, he, he's... There's a lot of things wrong with Zack Schneider, but he has a very good grasp of music. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's... Like I said, it is an absolutely incredible soundtrack, and the film is so bad. That I would strongly recommend just listening to the soundtrack. I'd recommend the soundtrack to anyone, but I couldn't, with good conscience, tell anyone to watch the film. Search it on Spotify, not Netflix. Perfect. Okay. Four movies down. All, all of them, terrible, terrible films. All of them, absolutely <laughs> terrible, terrible films. And I like, I like that you said that, as if almost preempting what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna go with here, and slightly controversial entry in that. I think that the film itself is absolutely fantastic. I rewatched it again at the weekend, and yeah, it it holds up. Maybe not some of the people that were paid to act in it, um, but absolutely the film itself and the the soundtrack. So the film is phenomenal, and is in my top five films of all time. But I would say that the soundtrack is still better than the film, and that film is Baby Driver. Yeah. So w- when you said this originally. I wasn't sold on it because Baby Driver is an incredible film, but I do think the soundtrack is better, so I think it's fair. Yeah, like, and it's... <laughs> I don't know. I, there's a lot I can say about this film. Um, the, so, aside from the soundtrack itself, the film is, you know, there's a cameo from Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which you you don't often get. I don't think it's necessarily the first film where Edgar Wright has kind of operated without the kind of old space crew but it's certainly one where he really got the chance to i think flex his muscles and do something a bit different i'm fairly sure that the film started out actually as an idea for a music video um and this is why again it's why the the soundtrack is so integral to the film is that they're just they're in interlinked inexplicably it has the best car chase that is not a car chase in any movie, which is when Baby is is running away from the police after John Hamm's girlfriend gets shot. Um, but rather, <laughs> rather than being a full-on car chase, is is completely on foot. One of the best chase scenes, I think, in in cinema. Yeah. So so yeah. The 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 entire point of Baby Driver is that it's is it a heist movie. Is it? Uh, it's. I, I'm, I, I have no idea how to describe Baby Driver because it's, it's, it's a it's film unique, where heists right? happen, but it's not a heist. It's no. not really a crime thriller either, even though it, it shares a lot of DNA with a lot of different genres. But I have no idea where to fall it, uh, like actually leave it. Yeah, you're you're right, and it's it's not also not kind of a pure car movie, even though there's there's a lot you know like for Drive, for example, which um, also actually honourable mention Drive, fantastic film phenomenal 80s synth soundtrack as well i've listened to that soundtrack a lot because it's incredible to run to <laughs> it's also <laughs> funnily enough incredible to drive to um yeah true uh, sometimes late at night i just go around driving to the drive soundtrack <laughs> uh wearing those weird creepy masks and um wanting to kill ron perlman yeah yeah exactly <laughs> a 
It's that's an in, if you don't know Ian, that's that's what he does on a Saturday. Um, the baby driver has the is it baby driver? That's the Mike Myers mask. Yes, and so so the whole idea originally with that joke was that it was going to be. So I think there's four of them uh, that rock up in the masks. The original joke was that they all had to get their own Mike Myers mask. Three of them were going to get the Halloween one, and one was going to turn yeah. up as, as Austin Powers. Um, but then it morphed into that they all went as Austin Powers, <laughs> which I think is one of the most. It's it's a brilliantly subtle joke um, in a yeah in in the context of the film. But the thing with yeah the the thing with well, what I like about Edgar Wright is he he is the anti Zack Snyder <laughs> because he because <laughs> like, given that he's been like actively making films since. Theoretically, if we if we take his first film, um, so a fistful of fingers, which he did when he was basically a kid, yeah, that was ninety five. Right. So he's been making films professionally since nineteen ninety five, but he still only made six films. Wow, I didn't know. I, didn't I knew I knew it wasn't many, but I didn't realize it was that. Big. Six, yeah. I um. I mean, he obviously had Spaced as, as uh, the so, TV oh, yeah. series, which was ran for three, two, three seasons. Two. Two. So two seasons, but he so it's Fistful of Dollars. He did, had the Cornetto trilogy of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, World's End. Yeah, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yes, Scott and Pilgrim. then Baby Driver. Also a film of the fantastic um, soundtrack. Edgar Wright's Ant Man, I think, is one of the great lost movies, which we'll never get. I was just about to. I'm literally googling Edgar Wright Ant Man because yeah. I was like, did not didn't Edgar Wright direct? I don't. Ant-Man, but I, I don't think he was heavily involved with it for a long like pre-MCU time I think he'd wanted to make an Ant-Man movie yeah. but when Ant-Man came out I don't think Marvel had quite committed to letting directors have their own voice I mean I'd argue that they until Taika Waititi came along I don't think they really did that's that's the first Marvel film I can think of where you can watch it and go that's a, that's a Taika Waititi movie uh, yeah I, I would say so maybe maybe arguably Guardians of the Galaxy but then also I think James Gunn kind of got his he kind of cemented his style with Guardians of the Galaxy rather than anyone seeing it and seeing that's a James Gunn film yeah I think that's fair I, I, I think Edgar Wright's so distinctive I, I, I yeah. don't think he's so very last minute in the in the world of films at least he dropped off the project yeah, it, yeah. It sounds like twenty fourteen. He he left for the um, the classic differences of the <laughs> yeah. film. Creative differences. Yes, yeah. um, but... but and also, I I do think that that Edgar Wright's brilliance can no more be summed up than if you have ever seen the movie Paul, um, yeah. the Alien film. It's the first, at least the first Nick. Um, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg film I saw that Edgar Wright hadn't directed and it was shit um, and doesn't have a good soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> definitely does that. I couldn't tell you what the soundtrack to be fair was. though Paul does have an incredible Sigourney Weaver cameo I, I I have blocked as much of Paul out of my memory that I don't remember uh, but I'll take your word for it but it's, it's I mean the, the, the thing with kind of the Baby Driver soundtrack like you said it, it, it's the script was written in. Sorry, the, the soundtrack was written into the script. It's it's basically a, a yeah. character, right? I, I would I would go as far as saying that the soundtrack is is a character, and that as good as the film is, it wouldn't work without the soundtrack. Well, um, literally, I mean, it, it's it's edited like a music video. Yeah, it's cut to the beat of the song that is playing. Yeah, and the, you know, there's. And it's it's cleverly it's it's not just done for the sake of it. There is with the story. Baby has tinnitus. The idea is that he cannot function day to day listening to the ring in his ears, which is why he listens to to music all the time. I think I think the best example of where 
where the music really ties into what's happening is during the scene where they go to buy the guns from the arms dealer and it is uh, tequila the song tequila is played and the the beat perfectly lines up with the gunfight and the noise from the, the shooting of the guns and it is it's it's seamless and i don't think i think you kind of you kind of clock it if you're looking for it but at the same time you could absolutely miss it as well it's not forced i think which is which makes it so great but yeah i mean the soundtrack's the the soundtrack is phenomenal and it it covers a real wide range of songs of genres um it opens with with bell bottoms by the john spencer blues explosion which actually i'd never heard before this um before seeing this movie it's also got one of my favorite uh arguably i would say the best song title given the band's name which is hocus pocus by focus yes <laughs> i i i'm i'm I completely, completely agree with you there. Deborah by, as as uh, as baby references in the film Trex, but uh, <laughs> is is T Rex. Um, also Deborah by Beck. Um, this is because baby's love interest in the film is called Deborah, played by the wonderful Lily Collins. Not Lily Collins. We had this conversation earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The wonderful no. Lily James, so uh, Lily who who is normally mistaken by Ian for Lily Collins, but he put that in my head earlier, and um, now I fucked up. So who plays Deborah? It's <laughs> it's Lily James. It's Lily James. Yeah, as you mentioned, Hocus Pocus by Focus. Um, you've got Never Gonna Give You Up by Barry White on there. Brighton Rock by Queen. There is uh, Chase Me, which is uh, specific for the film, which is Danger Mouse with Run the Jewels and Big Boy, which is fantastic. Um, B-A-B-Y by Carla Thomas, which is just a brilliant song. Um, And also Was He Slow, which is integral to the film. Baby kind of records his interactions with people and then does his own mix, um, and that's fantastic. Interesting fact about the Baby Driver soundtrack is that it is the first soundtrack, at least the only soundtrack I know of, that has a sequel um, even though the film doesn't have a sequel. Interesting. So in um, 2018, a year after Baby Driver was released, they released Baby Driver Volume 2, a score for a score. And that is, it's kind of, um, there's some tracks from the film that weren't on the original soundtrack. There were also some remixes in there and there's bits of film dialogue. Um, but there's a really great, so the Baby Driver mix of to tequila which is called to kill ya um which is on that album um which is fantastic it also brings the movie dialogue into it and has the the gunshots for the beat which is fantastic run the jewels by run the jewels is on there which is great there's an rem track but it's it's... i believe there's a there is a remix of hocus pocus by focus (laughs) (laughs) yeah there, there is there's the baby driver mix of hocus pocus by focus most most times, Hocus Pocus by Focus has been said in the space of. Uh, oh, to be fair, like Hocus minutes. Pocus by Focus. So it's one of those songs where. So I was, <laughs> I have a classic rock playlist on Spotify, and Hocus Pocus by Focus played on it. Right. And after Hocus Pocus by Focus played on that podcast once, it suddenly started. So Hocus Pocus by Focus started <laughs> popping up in a load of films. Is Hocus Pocus by Focus on the film Hocus Pocus? 
So you're asking if Hocus Pocus by Focus is in Hocus Pocus? Because I'm not sure if Hocus Pocus by Focus is in Hocus Pocus. That is absolutely what I'm asking. And I'm not entirely sure. Hocus Pocus (laughs) is Hocus Pocus by Focusless. (laughs) There you have it. There you have it. Anyway, um, (laughs) Hocus Pocus by Focus aside, Baby Driver, incredible film. Baby Driver soundtrack, even better than the film... And I think I think it is a real talent to have a soundtrack curated that is better than a very very good film. Um, so beat that, Mister Harry's. Right. So uh, so my final pick. Yep. So it's a movie about a uh, so it's a young musician who is tormented by an abusive situation at home, who must contend with a rival singer, the burgeoning romance and his own dissatisfied band as his star begins to rise. So are we talking A a Star Is Born? That was a great film. Yeah, no, so it's not A Star Is Born. It's the 1984 classic Purple Rain. (laughs) So not a lot of people know that the album Purple Rain is actually the soundtrack to the film Purple Rain, which was a Prince movie vehicle from the 80s. So, So the film is... So it stars Prince as a character called The Kid, who there's like a local club. That guy has so many names. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Prince is the kid, but he's basically Prince, who's contending with... So the only reason I watched this film wasn't for Prince. It was for Morris Day and the Time. So Morris Day and the Time, who were referenced in... They were in the last scene of James Silent Bob Strike Back. Right. I really, I really like the band, and they play the rival band, and they're kind of like... They've got like the headline slot and this... You know, the kid and the revolution are coming up. It's like, oh, what's going to happen? But it's an awful film. Uh, The majority of it, Prince is riding around on a bright purple motorbike for no real reason. Um, Which I'm not sure if it is a massive motorbike or if he's just Prince. And I'm fairly sure that the moral of the story is that it's okay to hit a woman as long as you write Purple Rain afterwards. <laughs> because, like, seriously, like, he... So he, he's from, like, an abusive home, but he flat out slaps his love interest in the face. And she's totally fine with it, because later on, he sings Purple Rain while looking at her. I mean... Like, it's it's so, like, painfully 80s. It's like, that's not... That's not okay. No, and that's that's, and that's not the, even a that's not okay now, right? That that's that yeah. was never okay. Yeah, exactly. That, that that isn't a oh with the with you know with oh with twenty twenty vision. Wait, hey. That's only funny if you realise this was recorded in twenty twenty. But yeah, it, it's not even like looking back. It's like that was never like the the excuse for behaving that way isn't oh well I have a shitty time at home. It's like well no, you're a bit of a bellend and maybe you you shouldn't be, you know, headlining this band when Morris Day and the Time are a very good band and they're doing very well. But Purple Rain the album, I would argue, is not only one of the best eighties albums or one of the best Prince albums, it's one of the best albums ever made. So outside of obviously the title track, it also has Let's Go Crazy, which is an incredible song. When Doves Cry I would die for you, baby. I'm a star. The beautiful ones. It, it's it's an incredible album. I, I I just looked. I just looked at it, and uh, if you were to probably ask me my top five Prince songs, I think they're all on there. Yeah, aside from Raspberry Beret, which is obviously yeah. one of the best songs ever written. It's no Purple Rain guitar solo, but the, the the final scene of Purple Rain is him playing Purple Rain, and everyone realizes how amazing he is. Which 
for us, <laughs> it's, it's just, it just makes no sense. And Prince doesn't walk during the film. He kind of dances. Like, he moves more like a cat than those weird things in Cats. It, it's like his crotch is walking and he's along for the ride. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a bad film but it wasn't just a, like a vehicle for him and Morris Day in the time his love interest was also the singer in kind of a, like a band Prince had formed which they were called like Apollonian Six right so he was also trying to promote them in this film so the whole film is basically an it's it's market it's it's a marketing campaign yeah exactly but it, it's it's a terrible terrible film that is it doesn't really send good messages but the live sections of them actually performing the songs are insane i didn't fully appreciate how good prince was until after he died hey i so, I'm absolutely with you so growing up we were we were very much a david bowie household and by household i mean car because my dad would play david bowie in the car every single time we were in the car and that was kind of my entry into music was through that like Prince, apart from Purple Rain, completely missed, as in the song Purple Rain, completely yeah. went by me until he died. And then loads of videos of him playing the guitar came up. And it was like, holy. The, the famous Super Bowl halftime performance, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, it's like holy shit, this, he was, this guy can play. You know, he was supposed to be in Fifth Element. I, I did not know that. No. So um, the Chris Tucker character, who is basically a Prince caricature, was supposed to be Prince. I, I can absolutely yeah. see Prince. But he um, he didn't want to be in it because I thought they were taking the piss. Right. Which, okay. if anything, it seems more like they're taking the piss when he's not in it. But... And it, the interesting thing is, obviously, as you say, like it's definitely like a, it's it's kind of a marketing campaign. It's getting Prince out front. He he'd had success before this, right? It wasn't like we need a film to push Prince, right? I mean, the, the he'd had, what, four albums beforehand. He'd already released 1999. He'd already had Little Red Corvette come out. It It's it's an interest. I, I, I haven't watched the film. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued by it now. Like, it's, I, I don't understand. Like, uh, like, this is definitely, like, I think a personal thing because, like, the critical response to Purple Rain is actually quite high. Well, I mean, high by the standards outside of Baby Drive films we've been talking about. Like a solid 69 on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey. Um, Metacritic has it at 55. Like it's, you know, mixed or average. It grossed $68 million in the US. The soundtrack is so good, people don't realise it's a soundtrack to a film. No, and I, as I say, I absolutely didn't realise that was the case until um, until very recently. Uh, and I think I think I need to watch it, but I, I agree. I think if you look, if you if you take those kind of there's there's five tracks on there, which if you say name me five Prince songs, they're probably the ones you come up with outside of um, Little Red Corvette, 1999, and Raspberry Beret. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But the film also has, if we're looking outside of the Purple Rain album, it also has Jungle Love by the Time, which is an incredible song. But yeah, no, it's just it is it's a it's it's not as bad as the other films we've talked about, but the album is one of the best albums of all time, and I will possibly choose that as my hilt to die on. I think I think I might have watched it the day Prince died. We got a load of like purple food. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not joking. We got a load of purple food. So and we watched Purple Rain. A ton of aubergines. Uh, it was more. It was a lot of blackcurrant flavored things. Okay. 
So purple wrappers, at least. But I'll try, okay, I'll, so, I'll try and find the photo. So basically quality street. Quality street aubergines and blackcurrants. Um, so my favourite memory associated with Purple Rain is... Um, take, take us back to Super Bowl 47. Uh, after the blackout... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ravens uh, absolutely outscored the 49ers and and uh, in Ray Lewis's last season Joe Flacco of all people picked up uh, Super Bowl MVP the confetti rained down and, uh, and Joe Purple... Flacco winning really MVP is like the, the sport equivalent of Shakespeare in love winning the best picture Oscar absolutely <laughs> I love I love that callback um, so you're going to have to keep in this bit about the Ravens winning the Super Bowl confetti fell Purple Rain played um fantastic so just uh, i guess just to set the premise here so we three choices each for whatever list we go for this uh, yeah whichever so we're we're we're, we're going to come up with our top definitive podcast top three of the films where the soundtrack is better than the film and i think complete agreement on the fact that all soundtracks are better than the the films themselves. I don't think there's any disagreement there. Baby Driver is, is I originally disagreed, but the more I think about it, the film wouldn't work with any other soundtrack. No, you I take you it's... take the soundtrack away, the film is not. I, the film is still a good film, but it's yeah. not as good. No, it's, it's very good. I mean, like, yeah. So I, yeah, no, I, I agree. Those are those are all <laughs> films where the film is distinctly not as good as the soundtrack. Yeah. But uh, to to varying degrees. To varying degrees. I mean, I, I think there's going to be. I I, I I do think we're going to have some disagreement. Uh, we won't disagree that I feel like I I don't think Sky Sharks hits quite the top three. So I I would agree. Sky Sky Sharks we can we can get rid of purely because googling the Sky Sharks soundtrack brings up the Good Dinosaur by Disney, and I don't actually know the whole soundtrack from sky sharks cool. however world war now by creator and der Mussolini by daf are fantastic that's the thing yeah so i would recommend those songs to people not the soundtrack but i'm no. also i also don't want to put out on kind of you know instagram or anything sky shark in case people watch it no I, I don't i i couldn't in all good faith i couldn't recommend people to watch sky sharks i mean watch it don't like we did collectively pay 12 pounds to watch it um, because that was not the best idea we've yeah, had. But when inevitably, not that I'm condoning piracy, when inevitably it gets put up on YouTube and nobody notices. Yeah, which is a, which is a bad movie uh, staple. Yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, it's... also talking of piracy, if if you're a, if if you commandeer a sky shark, are you a pirate? Can can pirates go in the sky? No, I think you're a fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. It's, just, it's just your choice that you haven't thrown it back. But <laughs> no, I I, 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 w- I wouldn't put Sky Sharks on the list. No, um, so Sky Sharks definitely on top three. We we're agreed on that. So for for me, the other two films I suggested, Suicide Squad, Baby Driver, I think qualify for the top three. Um, I also think from your side, absolutely Purple Rain because the songs on that as an as an album, it could it stands apart from any film because as we said. Purple Rain as a soundtrack and as an album, people would think of without the film, and I think that that shows yeah. how much better that soundtrack is than the film. Yeah, as as a soundtrack, it's one of the best albums of all time. As a film, it arguably glorifies domestic violence. I mean, let, let, let's face it. I think this conversation is basically this is sucker punch 
versus Suicide Squad. Because <laughs> Amer- yeah. Amer- American Pie the Wedding is... I-, I love the soundtrack. It was distinctly... It fit the vibe for my youth very I, well. It was... I. It's that weird mix of kind of pop punk and indie, which I kind of definitely found myself attached to. But I don't think... The, if you're talking critically acclaimed songs, songs that are going to go down in history, the Hell song is, is my... by Sum 41 will not be there. However... Fever for the flavour would be. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm with you on the American Pie um, wedding side. Absolutely, the soundtrack is better. And every nearly every artist you listed there was secondary school and sixth form. Yeah. That, that was all I listened to. Yeah, but it's not Purple Rain. It, but it's not perfect, right? And uh, American Pie the Wedding or American Wedding was not Sky Shocks, and it was not. It it wasn't as bad. Like I would um. So American Wedding for me, the best way to describe it is I would never put the film on, but if I was switching channels and it was on, I might watch it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sucker I, Punch. I no. Suicide Squad. No. No. But Amer- American Wedding, if somebody else... Or if we were like, oh, what should we watch? It's like, oh, American Pie the Wedding song. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I, I, I don't... I, 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 I think, which is a weird thing to say, American Wedding is too good. So <laughs> I don't I don't think the gulf is quite as strong as... Uh, Between the, the soundtrack and the, yeah. the film. So I, 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 would, I, I would argue it's placed for fourth because I do love that soundtrack, but I don't, I don't think it hits top three. Okay, so for... So it is Suicide Squad vs. Sucker Punch. Suicide Squad vs. Sucker Punch. So um, the Zack Snyder DNA is strong. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's more, more Zack Snyder than anyone needs. I personally love the Sucker Punch soundtrack. I, I think it is incredible. It's, it is distinctly a Jim soundtrack, but it is, it is just... Is all, that all only, of... only people named Jim can listen to it? Yeah, only, only Jim's. Okay. Um, Broadbent. Yeah, <laughs> He loves it. The Broadway massive fan. He's, uh, the songs are incredible. They're kind of versions of songs that you're familiar with, but in a genre and kind of in a style that you haven't heard of before. And I can't quite hammer home how shit the film is. I okay. And I, it's I, like again. It's it's the way I would I, I would perfectly sum it up. Is I would I I have recommended the soundtrack to people and explicitly told them not to watch the film. Yeah, I can I I I can get that, and I think. However, I would say the same for Suicide Squad in that don't watch the film, listen to the soundtrack. And the thing that hurts me more about the Suicide Squad film is was the expectation and the promise. And I would say that the soundtrack lived up to my expectations. The film fell way short. And for that reason, I feel it pips the film that you said i can't remember the title of sucker punch a film so forgettable (laughs) but it's it's i i would i would argue sucker punch was similar because it was the first original zack schneider and at that again if you if you hop in your delorean go back to the time where zack schneider was this really promising up-and-coming director who'd only kind of like his only misses were still like watchmen there was still something there watchmen was great and the, the Legend of, uh, yeah, and Legend and of the Guardians, the Owls of Gaul, or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. it is. I still think maintain. I've I've had serious drunken arguments about that film. <laughs> yeah, everyone was expecting his next film, like his original film, to be very good, and all of the because there were good scenes, like visually good scenes in it, and the soundtrack was so good. The trailers looked incredible, and then the film comes out, and it is a misogynistic mess. It doesn't make any sense. 
kind of rubbish. Couldn't really tell you character names. Uh, the main character is called Baby Doll, which really hammers home the kind of film it is. It's just an awful, awful mess. Okay. And, However, at the same time, you made the, the very same point again about Suicide Squad is that the trailer was what sold it. No, no, Based yeah, but... on the sound, based on a great song from the soundtrack. But you could... And then the film was fucked up with how they edited it. Yeah, so I mean... Into whatever that was. If anything, Suicide Squad is the opposite of Baby Driver in that the soundtrack to Suicide Squad arguably ruined the film. Because as soon as that trailer came out, they were like, "Ah, oh, people love this. Let's just let's just edit it all to be yeah. like this." Fair point. Fair point. Okay. Well, weirdly, on a top three, the 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 biggest discrepancy here is between um, is what the third one is, and it seems to be. Between... So I would I I would so I I would comfortably put Purple Rain first. I, so, I solely because Purple Rain is one of the best albums of all time. I agree, and I think there's no disputing Purple Rain as an album is is phenomenal. And as I said before, spent a long part yeah. of my life not realizing there was a film attached to but it. But even even if the film was better, I would still argue that that would be number one because it is just such an incredible album. It would uh, it wouldn't fall into this list, therefore you could not argue it was better. Oh no no no! But However, yeah no, I would it would it would more it would fall more into the Baby Driver category of it's still okay. a very good film. But also, the soundtrack is Purple Rain by Prince. Yeah, okay. I, I get that. <laughs> and then, yeah, Baby Driver, like you said, the discrepancy is more because the film is entirely... It is, isn't the same. And it, yeah. not just not the same, it physically couldn't be done without the soundtrack that it had. No, no, no. Ab- absolutely not. So, yeah, I okay. So, I'm in total agreement. Purple Rain, number one, is the best film where the soundtrack is better than the film. Yeah, yeah. And I will say number two is Baby Driver. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree there. And I think Baby Driver, as as I mentioned, Baby Driver is a phenomenal film, but the soundtrack makes the film. And if you take the soundtrack away, it is nowhere near the level that it gets to. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I, I think that's fair. And it is it is an incredible film, and we got to see John Hamm as a villain, which I I would put good money that John Hamm will end up as a Marvel villain. I I would like to see that. I yeah. would very much like to see it. Galactus probably. Well, he was. Um, I think it just came out. He was um, vaguely tied to Mister Sinister, who's an X Men villain. But yeah, no, I, I just think he's he, he's an incredible actor who seems to keep being cast as not quite anti hero, but heroes you aren't really supposed to relate to, it's like Don Draper. He's not the good guy. He's the main character, but he's a dick. Yeah, I I really liked him in the Black Mirror Christmas. Hmm. Uh, special as well. But I, I, Baby Driver is the first time I, that I've seen him cast go out and like, out kind yeah. of villain. And by by the end, and he does but, a very good turn. It, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's he's a he's a very good actor. Yeah, um, and But Toast of London will still be his best role. But Fuck. but with our with our third one, yes, I I I think it's very close. I do, and I, I don't. So have you seen much... Sucker Punch? I've seen Sucker Punch, yeah, I've yeah. seen Sucker Punch. Um, and much like I couldn't remember the name of the film, I don't really remember the film that much. That's right. Um, Probably for the best. I also don't remember the soundtrack that much until you mentioned it, and you're right, there's a lot of good good tracks on there. I just feel like, particularly Standing in the Rain with Mark Ronson and the dude from the Black Keys, who I just learned today is from the Black Keys, that for me was is... is takes it to another level and I, so I would i'm i'm going to come in at the technicality with you here i don't think any soundtrack that has a bohemian rhapsody cover on should be allowed to be on a list that is saying it's good 
because I think Bohemian Rhapsody is on one of those, you know, can't... Like Nirvana, you shouldn't cover Nirvana. I, I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody is a song you should do. You, you shouldn't be able to do Bohemian Rhapsody. So, so and even saying... though I'm, I'm saying this about covers for a soundtrack, that is all covers. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're um, hoisting yourself by your own guitar. A little bit, but it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Without me as well by Eminem. I think either way you're on to a winner. Um, or a loser. <laughs> We're distinct loser. <laughs> um, whichever way you look at it. I would say both films are trash. Both soundtracks are good. I'm kind of happy to give them uh, half of the bronze medal each. So um, what, are, what, what are you saying is the best song from Suicide Squad, the album? I'm saying... So the, Standing in the Rain? Standing in the Rain is, pro- is the... Standing in the Rain is the best song... But then Without Me is very good as well. I'm going to okay. say Standing in the Rain, yeah. Okay, cool, right. So I'm going to say Tomorrow Never Knows, so the Beatles cover from the Sucker Punch album. Oh, actually it's tough because Army of Me is very good. Right, I'm going to say Tomorrow Never Knows. So what I'm going to say is we pause recording, we listen to those two songs, and then we come back and we make a decision based on those two songs. I am fully on board with, with this. Because um... as a... What is a demo podcast? We can't quite throw it to our non-existent social media following yet. No, um, <laughs> or, or the one person that might reply to the text. Yeah, cool. Right, okay, so pause. Yeah, so it's Suicide Squad. Suicide, Suicide Squad's burn. <laughs> it's, um, for, uh, for our listeners out there, we listened to uh, four minutes of the seven-minute-long Beatles cover from the Sucker Punch album. Which was, you know, so, it's um, not a bad song. Well, but... Tomorrow Never Knows is a very good song. We listened to 30 seconds of Graham's choice from Suicide Squad, and I just told him to stop because it's definitely the clear winner. I forgot how prominent Dan Auerbach is in it. Yeah. The, the Black, uh, Black Keys guy. Yeah, it's, but, it's, it's a fantastic song. Yeah, that's immediately going to be added to a number of playlists. But yeah, no, I, I think I think Suicide Squad's uh, third. I think Sucker Punch is a close fourth. Yeah. I would then say American Wedding. Yep, and yet yeah, Sky Sharks, because Sky Sharks, Sky Sharks always deserves to be the bottom of every list. Um, yeah, <laughs> if anything, we brought this up just so it will be bottom of the list. But yeah, and also, um, you know, it was it was fun. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, as far, um, as, as, far as Sky Sharks are. Two, which was uh, Baby Driver. Yeah. And then Purple Rain, absolutely agree. Um, best film where the soundtrack is better than the film because the album is is timeless it's a yeah. classic uh it was played when the ravens won the super bowl and i yeah so many good songs on it yeah it was a t- it was it was it was tough to concede third but I, I i think that i think that top three makes a lot of sense it's, agreed I, I i don't think you can beat purple rain as an album i think baby driver is an incredible soundtrack to a brilliant film and um yeah i mean suicide squad was trash but that that soundtrack is insane. Yes, it's, and I, um, I, I'm very much looking forward to James Gunn disappointing me. Wow, it, it's gonna the cast list of the new film is insane. I mean, John Cena, Nathan Fillion, Peter Capaldi, um, yep. Margot Robbie, obviously. Yeah, who does a very Idris good Elba. Harley Quinn. There's, was was a, was a bright spot in the, the first Suicide Squad film. No, it, it's it's yeah, I think that's fair. That's uh, I can get behind that. Yeah, but yeah, so that's that is the end of episode one. Episode so, one in um, the can, in the proverbial can. Episode one in the can. No idea what the soundtrack of this will be, but hopefully it won't be better than the uh, finished product. Hey, I like, I like that. Reference that, that, that my friends theme. is meta. <laughs>
Um, <laughs> and on that you, note, we will yeah see yeah, you, see you next episode. See you next one. for this.